This is the Electrovoice RE20 ND. Looks like a... No, up. I fucked it up. This is the Electrovoice RE27 ND. Not to be confused with the Electrovoice RE20. What's your microphone? Name it. Fred. Nope. Name it specifically. Name brand and model number. Thank you. Fred 1000. Oh, very good. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Welcome to Adult Harder, the world's best advice show, Hard Stop. <laughs> oh, um, nah. Agree or disagree? <laughs> uh, disagree, friend. <laughs> well, it's definitely uh, up there. Oh, it's know. certainly in top, the top hundred. Top ish. It's up there. It's oh, uh, it's yeah. really good. Well, we, it's real really, good. You're in for a treat. It's really good, especially if you're an adult. So let's just get started. Hey, I'm yeah. Clayton Smith. Hi, I am Ryan Smith. And uh, boy, we have such exciting news today. Do we? Such exciting news. I am so excited to hear the such exciting news. We've hit a real milestone here today. Is Which it our it, thousandth show? It's not quite our thousandth show. Oh my god! You would know what the milestone is if you again I want to harp on this, but read the outline, which you don't do. But if you did, you would know that for the first time in the long and illustrious history of Adult Harder, mm. which started in October, yes, September, doesn't matter. Listen to this: in the first <laughs> time in our history, we are going to have a two-part episode. Wow, that is impressive. I mean, uh, that is, of course, assuming that you don't count the five-part holiday episode. Oh, those were separate episodes. I right. see your confusion, but no, yeah. those were five wonderful holiday episodes unrelated. Mm. This is a true two-part episode. You're going to hear part one this week, and then guess what? Uh, I'll just tell you, part two next week. Oh, my God, that goes in order. That sure makes does. a lot of sense. I know. It's wow. very exciting. We have a topic. So if you'll recall, several weeks ago, we put out a little call on Facebook, said, hey, hey, friends, what do you all want to hear a show about? We got a lot of good ideas. One of them was the uh, how to concert better from yeah. Jamie in Kansas. I remember that one. Yeah, that was that a great was show. Great one. We also had a few people asking us about a topic that I think is so big and so important and just so great. It's going to cover us for two weeks. Oh, and who uh, who requested that show? This topic is actually pitched in a couple different ways by a couple different people. One of them, mm. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Our, friend, our good friend, Sarah. I know. Also good friend, Jeff. Okay. Okay. And the Jeff, topic at yeah. hand here, yeah, is we're going to talk about basically how to be a good employee. No, we don't know anything about that. No, but we're going to make it up. <laughs> oh, thank God. Part one, step one to be a good employee is becoming an employee, finding a job. Well, that is important. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about how to find a job. And then next week we're going to talk about essentially how to keep that job. <laughs> how not to <laughs> be fired. How not to be fired <laughs> and how to be a good coworker. Or other folks in your office. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see where we're headed with I'm this. I'm feeling really good about this. I am jacked up, son. Yeah, you look jacked up. Thank you. Why are you bursting through your shirt? I have been working out and also I've had coffee. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, part one, like we said today, is about getting a job. So, Ryan, you have a job? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, last time I checked, yes. Yeah. I, I, in fact, do have a job. In fact, That's cool, man. Believe it or not, I have had several jobs in my adult what? life. Yeah. That's amazing. How'd you get those jobs? Uh, applied for oh, the job. Step one. Yeah. yeah. So you find them somewhere, right? Maybe they exist out in the world in some way. Maybe. Then you Then you apply for them, mm -hmm. right? And then hopefully it doesn't suck too much. And then you get to interview for them. Okay. And then if that doesn't suck too much, maybe you get the job. Hey, that's, wow, that's really solid, uh, solid advice there. End of show. Well, I'll tell you this. 
there are it's not quite as easy as that sometimes oh uh you know where this i think a lot of people get kind of tripped up on is uh the part of a like standing out when you're applying sure. for a job yeah. and then b that interview that interview process oh boy <laughs> Yeah. So here's the other big news for today. For the next two weeks, we have not only a two-part episode, but a two-part guest. What? Is that how you say it? I don't know. A guest who's going to be here for both parts of the episode. Yeah. And she works in uh, human resources. And uh, today she's going to talk to us about how uh, to interview better. Maybe tell us some stories about some really just off-the-rails interviews that she has uh, conducted with people. Yeah. And then next week when we come back, we're going to hear from her about how to be a good employee and how to you know not... Just be the worst and how to not get fired. And oh, that makes sense. Thumbs. Yeah. Nice. Before she gets here, let's talk about our expertise because sure. get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't take long. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about how to actually stand out and get noticed as someone who has applied for a job because it's hard to just throw a resume out there and hope for the best. It really is. Although yeah. that did work for me once. I cold applied to a job at the Goodman Theater here in Chicago mm-hmm. not too long after grad school. I just sent a resume in to the ether. Yeah. And uh, got back to me, and they interviewed, and the job came through, and it was great. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, that is... I don't, I, and hope you may have some tips on on how to stand out more. Um, but I mean, from my own personal experience, uh, you know, I, it's always just a resume, cover letter, little follow up. Uh, obviously, though, I think when you you know someone already, right? When you've yeah, kind of got your foot in the door, absolutely, that is extremely important. Uh, so you know, keep that network rolling, that, friends. <laughs> well, you really lost a the thread there, but for a while you were going down a great road. And I think you hit those two things that are super important: one, the network; two, the resume. Yeah. So first, the networking. I mean, it really is about who you know. Most of the jobs I've gotten in my life have been because I knew someone yeah. who needed help or I knew someone who worked at a place with you know, whatever. It's that connection that really got me the job. Very rarely in my life have I gotten any sort of job just by hoping for the best. Sure. Right? Yeah. So building that work. One way to do that, of course, is be nice to people. So you're going to need to work a little bit oh, on that. Son of a bitch. Another thing you could do if you want, is to uh, take on an internship or two, especially if you're in college. You know, it's easier. It's a little harder to take on an internship if you've graduated college. <laughs> you need to pay your bills and right. that sort of it thing. It does. Yeah. People do it all the time. Oh, yeah. But it's, you know, it fits a little more into the college lifestyle. Definitely. So if you're listening and you're in college, do an internship. Yeah. When I went to undergrad, uh, internship was not required. And so I thought, huh. Free work? I don't think so, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. Yep. I'm not going to do an internship. And then guess what? I didn't, graduated didn't and I a job. was like, I don't, how do I get a job now? It's actually a very similar story to, to what happened with me. Yeah. Um, I, I did not intern that I can remember anyway uh, during my time in undergrad. And uh, yeah, and I didn't have an opportunity when I was done. And I was like, well, this is, this is looking rough out there. Friends was also not the best time in the world. It was 2007, 2008. So, yeah. Um, yeah, go go work your ass up for free. Go do something awesome go for people. volunteer somewhere. Yeah. Do informational interviews if you want. You know, just get your foot in the door and get to know some people. Yeah. All those things are really good advice. Uh, I want to talk about resumes, too, because if you are going to just kind of cold send in a resume with without any connections at a place, your resume is probably going to have to be pretty good to stand out. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but I am a college professor. I've heard this. Mm-hmm. And you're a college professor. Oh, yeah. This may also apply for you. Okay. I've seen a lot of students who will come to me with their resume sometimes and say, what do you think about this? Mm. And I will look at it and say, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not the best. Yeah. Not yeah. much. Yeah. Think about it. Not much. For example, I had a, I had a student, a former student who emailed me uh, in the fall this year. Okay. She was a student from a couple years ago. And she said, I just... I." sending my resume all over the place. I'm living in California now and I'm just trying to get a job and I'm running out of money and I can't get even an interview anywhere. Can you look at my resume and tell me what you think? And I said, well, sure, I'll take a look at it. 
And I opened it up, um, and there are just several. I, it was not. It was not a great resume. Sure, right. There were several things that were uh, that were not great. Aesthetically about it. speaking, aesthetically, it was very strange. There was clip art. Sure. On it. Yeah. And you shouldn't put clip art on a resume. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Maybe this is a this is a hot take. Yeah. Maybe no clip art on your resume. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny you say that uh, <laughs> because I have clip art all no, over my resume. No, definitely not. Um, but uh, fun fact: uh, there was a grad student at some point during our time here, and we were looking at uh, applications for a graduate assistantship. Oh, yeah. And they had a resume that um, was pink. The color paper was pink, mm-hmm. and there was clip art. Um, uh, uh, of something uh, in the upper corner of the resume, and I thought to myself, "Jesus H Christ, are you <laughs> kidding me right now? This is this is what we're going with." But fun fact about it, uh, it was one really good resume overall in terms mm-hmm. of content and, and the writing and the way it was organized. Looked, you know, really good overall. Um, but two, even though I thought that at first, it is the one that I remember always now. So I would say, as a rule, yes, clip art probably not suggested but i would say that i would argue perhaps <laughs> there are better ways to stand out in a positive way sure for example when i did my got my job at Ticketmaster, um a, the resume i sent in i wanted a social media position there yeah and so i made an infographic resume right? oh, so yeah. it was not a typical resume it was everything was broken down into graphs and sure. the data points and things and it looked visually more or less as much as i was able to make it like a like an infographic yeah resume. and uh yeah. That maybe is a better option than than perhaps clip art. perhaps. So yes. this one had clip art on it, and I thought maybe <laughs> that should go. Sure. Um, this student who again had graduated, you know, about a year and a half earlier, just, uh, had her GPA at the very top of undergrad. And God, like, here's a, here's another another hot take. Yep. Don't think anyone cares about your GPA. No, here's nobody nice, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody number one, not just employers. <laughs> right. No one cares about your GPA. No. Um, you know, uh, nobody's going to ask. Probably, I would say the majority are not going to ask to see a transcript. Correct. You know, I I've never other than than working here now because you sort of have to prove it. Higher education. Yeah. Um, I've never once been asked to show any single no. transcript. High school or otherwise, like no. it just doesn't. Nobody cares, right? Unless they take you're your word planning on going to grad school, your GPA actually doesn't matter very much, right? So, yeah. especially on your job interviews, don't put it on there. Because here's the thing: you're gonna put a 4.0 on there, and the people are gonna be like, "Ugh, here's someone bragging about their 4.0." Yeah. Or you're gonna put like a 3.2, and they're gonna be like, "What? Why would you put a 3.2 right. on? Could have worked a little harder." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, avoid that pitfall. Just don't put your GPA on your resume. Yeah, very simple. Very simple. Yeah. She also kind of in the same vein. She had a list of some of the courses she took in college, which I understand the thought here, right? Like I took classes to make me uh, well prepared for this. Sure. But again, I gotta think, and I and I should say, and I think this is true for you too. So at, at uh, several of my jobs, I was in charge of hiring interns yeah. and being on hiring committees and things. I've looked at a lot of resumes, so I know I'm speaking. I'm coming from this talking about what I look for and what I right. hate to see. And I think yeah. the same is true for you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So when I see courses on there, I think you're in your college mindset. Like you are not ready for a job because you're talking about your GPA. You're talking about your college courses. Yeah. Like present, it's best for you to present yourself as someone who is in the workforce and all in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And kind of, even though you should obviously have your education on there, what your degree is and where it's from, you probably, that's about where your college history should stop. Yeah. And, and the only way I would say that you could possibly make an exception to that is if you tailored your resume every single time you turned it in and like it said relevant coursework at, because you were applying for a social media position and you want to list a couple of courses, right. maybe, maybe, then. maybe, sure. but even then, I mean, it, it's still that that can go into your skill set and, yeah. and that sort of thing later. Use that judiciously. Yeah. 
Um, and then speaking of skill sets, so I always go back and forth on this. She had a bunch of skills and attributes there. You know, yeah. Microsoft Word. And <laughs> can yeah. use Mac. Everybody does that. Do you think in this day and age, and this is a real question, yeah. maybe it's probably pointless to put PC and Mac on there. Yeah. Probably don't put that because no, you're a human being, so you use computer. We're it's pointless. That you can do that. If you can't figure out how to use a computer, then you probably don't need a job there. Yeah. What about other skills, though? Um, again, I think I think it it's going to vary, right? So I, I would not list out every single program within the Microsoft Office suite. If you really <laughs> want to put it on there, go ahead and put Microsoft Office and that's it. Sure. If you needed that, um, you know, it goes without saying that by the time you graduate college, you should be proficient in using yeah, the basic tools of the Microsoft Office suite. Um, the only thing I would consider is, again, you know, if you are trying to sell yourself into a position where it's where it's relevant to list that kind of stuff. Right. So if you're thinking of it as a social media marketing position, you may want to list that you have Photoshop related skills or or something like that so that they know that you'd be somebody right. that could or do it's that. A box office position. Right. right. I've and done Tessitura. Exactly. I've done all these different box office tools. Yeah, right. But in sure. term, in general, though, it, no, no, by by no means. Right. I mean, and again, and, you know. It's it goes without saying that you should know how to use Office at this point uh, if you're applying for a job, right. and if you don't, just God God help you. Yeah. So we had to take that off. Uh, she had a couple other things. She had too much content. It was only one page, which is good. I've seen a lot of resumes that are multiple pages. And listen, if you're not doing a full out CV, right? Which those sure can be multiple pages, right. right? If this is a resume that you're sending in for a job, standard resume, one page, and even within one page. I mean, she had this thing crammed so full of yeah. words. I look at it and I think, I don't, I don't know where to start because it's not laid out terribly well. And also, it's just too much. I don't want to, I'm not going to spend my time reading it. It's too much information. Sure. Um, so be very judicious about all this stuff, right? Be cognizant of the white space on your resume because that also factors into design and how it looks. Yeah. And I, and I think part of the problem with that is, is that people have heard that so much that, that your resume should be, especially during your first job or two, should be one page, one, uh, one page total. Um, and, they get so worked up uh, about going over to two pages or about what they can cut or what they shouldn't cut or whatever that they try to jam as much as they possibly can into this into this thing and suddenly right, you're missing the point of why you have no margins and it's just this ridiculous thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impossible to read. Yeah, and look, if you have a lot of jobs, then at some point you're just gonna have to make a decision to stop putting some on your resume. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I've had a lot of jobs, so yeah. I just don't put a lot of them on the resume anymore. Yeah, it gets yeah. fired all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, hey. Proud to say I've never been fired in my life, guy. I am. Nice uh, try. I, I, yeah, I've also never been fired before in my life. Hey, I good for you. Felt like I was going to be fired a couple <laughs> times, but <laughs> I felt that impending doom <laughs> hanging over my shoulders several yeah. times. Um, the last thing that, that the, this student did not uh, maybe do so great was uh, she hit, this kind of goes with having too much content on the resume. Yeah. She hit the best parts. Mm. For example, she did some a really great internship with Maria Pinto, okay. uh, the dress designer here in Chicago, yeah. who was like Michelle Obama's yeah, yeah, personal yeah. Oh, yeah. designer. You know, she designed a lot of Michelle Obama's dress. It's a big deal, like big name, right? Especially in the fashion industry. One of the jobs that um, the student was looking for was in fashion. And the fact that she had worked with Maria Pinto was a kind of a big deal. It was tucked way at the bottom. Really? And like she didn't call out at all. And so there was like things like that that was like, you don't hide the key information. No. You got to really emphasize that stuff. Right. Like, that's. And yeah, that's that's most important. Um, you know, and and I and this is just sort of my personal preference too. And I don't know that that it will apply to everyone, even you know, to you. Um, I don't need your objective. I don't care what oh, your God, goal I is. The objective. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. Go ahead and I know toss your that out. Yeah, you got to work here. You got to yeah, work here. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got to figure it out. And if that's not your objective and it's something else, then why are you applying here? That'd right. be I'd be like, well, this is not doesn't <laughs> does not apply. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's yeah, that, and that's no happened objective. more times than not. Absolutely. Because people also forget then to tailor that to 
the employer mm-hmm. and and suddenly they're like you know apply, yeah they're applying to a, a orchestra and they their goal is to work in theater and I'm like well, okay well I'm not gonna work yeah. here <laughs> um, yeah uh, yeah and, and I would even say education should be if if it's at the top it needs to be small it needs to be minimal yeah. just where you where you went to college and sure that you have a degree and yeah. what's in yeah and that's it and then focus on all the all the work and and the most important stuff should be at the top right absolutely Ugh. so i told this dude i wrote back and i this and i marked up the resume and i wrote all stuff back i said all these things like no clip art needs a redesign less stuff highlight this maria pinto thing highlight a couple other things gave her all the notes um about three weeks later she said thank you so much i filled out that res i changed my resume took all your advice sent it off and i got an interview the first job that i sent it to there it is and they said and then she wrote me back again later i said after the interview said it went really well and can you believe it they actually were really excited about that Maria Pinto experience, and they asked uh, me about it during huh. the interview, and they called it, and I said, "There you go. I'm a genius. That'll be seven thousand dollars, please." And then Still she said, that "And then she said, and then I had another interview, and I wasn't very good at it, so I need to do another <laughs> part of the show about interviews." Exactly. So <laughs> let's head on. So do better on your resumes, um, and if you want Ryan and I to take a look at your resumes, send it along with a three hundred dollar check, and we'll take a look. Yeah, three thousand dollar check, and we'll $3, be yeah. check. That's what I, Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last thing we're gonna do before we uh, take a break, uh, let's talk about interviews. Oh, yep. Interview is very important. Sure is. You think you're a good interviewer? <sighs> you know, I uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that I am. Um, but I but I don't know that anybody really is because it's just such an to me an uncomfortable and awkward thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you never know what you're going to get and yeah. and you never know what's coming. Um, so you just kind of have to kind of roll with it. I mean, I don't think I'm a bad interview. Obviously, I've I've the jobs that I've interviewed for, I have gotten almost all of them yeah. uh, so i assume i must be at least fine <laughs> i would assume I, <laughs> I assume you think you're great uh <laughs> pretty good <laughs> there it is i think that as far as people who get interviewed go i do fine yeah okay. um but i i think it's hard it's hard to interview well i think you're right i think for everybody probably it's hard so i don't have a whole lot of tips uh, i do have one big tip make sure if you go into interview for a job make sure you are interviewing for a job that you are the right fit for <laughs> let me tell you a little story please young clayton mm. not too far out of undergrad again couldn't get a job because i didn't have an internship didn't have any connections anywhere right and i'm just sending resumes all over the place sure and i get a i get a call from this company and that's looking for a graphic designer now you know this. <laughs> I am an excellent graphic designer. I mean, based on all the great things that you post on our social media account, you are probably... <laughs> that is about the extent of my talents. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I'm not great at it. I know how to use Photoshop. Yeah. That's about it. So, um, <laughs> But I had taken some classes in, in undergrad, and I just needed a job, so I applied for it, and they called me in. So I took a bunch of the designs that I had put together for this design class in undergrad. I made them into a kind of a portfolio. And they said, come in for this interview. It's blah, blah, blah. This is a position. This is this graphic designer? So I go in for the interview and I sit down and it's so great to meet you. And thank you so much for having me in. And they say, can we take a look at your portfolio? And I say, sure, here you go. And I slide it across the table. And I say, this is it. And the guy looks through it and he flips through it, kind of turns a few pages, and looks at it. He goes, well, this is great. You show a lot of promise here. You know, if there's anything else I can ever do for you, uh, to you know give you some feedback on any of this just let me know all right and he put it on the table and then walked out of the room <laughs> and i thought what just happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was not an interview yeah and so i actually ended up emailing one of my old professors and i said look i got a question for you here you're a you're a you're a man with a job yeah. you know how things work i said i went into this interview i brought my portfolio and it was almost like it was a portfolio audit instead of a job interview yeah and he goes oh yeah he took one look at that and thought 
absolutely not. <laughs> Didn't want to waste his time. And I said, huh, good. You wow. know what? And, you know, in that gentleman's defense, he was absolutely right. Sure. <laughs> I had no business it's applying like, for it. It's like the, the scene in the designer. big short where they are trying to <laughs> and they're in the lobby and they, they, they send down his assistant because yeah. he doesn't even want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much uh, what it was. So, uh, so hey, if you're uh, going inter- to interview for a job, make sure it's, maybe you're a good fit for it. Yeah. And I, I, not just um, not just a good fit. For, I mean, there are several things at play, right? I think I think that is obviously a clear situation where you probably were not a ideal candidate. 100%. Yeah. The, but there are also times where people um, uh, decide they won't apply for a job because they think they won't be a good candidate. Oh, that's true. When in reality, like the, what the, the qualifications that, that are listed are ideal qualifications. Yeah. Like these are what we would want in the perfect candidate. Oftentimes those don't exist, right? That's not something that exists right. during that time that's, that you're interviewing. Um, so, you know, being able to to recognize that, you know what, I'm probably not the perfect candidate, but I'm I check a lot of these boxes. If you match some of them and you think you can definitely knock out the others when you're there, go for it. Maybe yeah. you won't get it, but at least try. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are uh, applying for a very specific position, such as graphic designer, uh-huh. and you have almost no graphic design skills, Correct. probably not ideal. Not the best way to go. Right. That's not <laughs> what happened. Um, I don't, you know, I, I've interviewed a lot of places and, um, uh, no, actually not true. I've interviewed some places. <laughs> um, I'm unhirable. The, the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest one though, that I ever, that I ever did, um, was a chiropractor's office, right? So you wanted to be a chiropractor? No, no. <laughs> and there, are, I feel like chiropractors are already a little weird, just like by nature. <laughs> okay, that's just kind of my personal opinion. We're gonna get some emails about that. Yeah. Um, my old landlord was a chiropractor. He was not weird, but um, some of them are. And uh, so I go in there, and it had of course one of those like funny names, like the the boneyard or what I don't know, like yes. some stupid nonsense. I don't remember <laughs> that's what a it was. Great name for a chiropractor. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so I go in and I do the interview, and it was for like an office manager slash web social media person okay right and it seemed ideal for me and blah 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 right uh so i get in there i do the interview and it's perfectly fine everything goes reasonably well and we get to the point though in the interview where the doctor the chiropractor comes in he introduces himself and i get to talk to him and it's great and he says well let me show you a little bit about kind of what we do here and i say okay sure and he says all right so sit on the table so (laughs) i kid you not i'm in a full suit at this point from applying for this job (laughs) and it's you know like 90 degrees outside because it's summer and he wants to start doing like all these like ma. He doesn't want to do it, but he wants to show me what it would be like. So I'm so like, he's not giving you a free adjustment. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So I have to like go through all the process of like sitting there, and he's like doing this, and turn your head this way, and do that, and he's like telling me, and he's like going through all these like very technical terms of like telling me what he's doing. And at that point, I think to myself, this is probably not going to be a culture fit because I just don't think yeah. I'm going to like you very much. Did he think that was necessary for you to understand in order to do some web stuff for their office? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, it certainly seemed that way because he went through, I think that part was actually longer than the interview process. <laughs> I thought you just killed off 30 minutes of your time doing this. And I don't even remember most of the words you said, nor did I care to begin with. And I thought, God, this, and so this is important. This is an important lesson. Um, not only is it make sure that you're a good fit for the job, make sure you're a good fit for the actual company as well. Absolutely. Culturally, are you going to be able to fit in with these bunch of weirdos? Yeah. Here's a little preview next week. <laughs> um, we talk about being a good employee that works well with others. I have a little story about a place where I was not a good fit for that culture. And <laughs> is it uh, here? Is it it's here? It's not here. It's <laughs> not here. Oh uh, boy. It's, Probably one of my best stories. All right. It might be my best story that I have. I'm going to share with everybody next week. All right. But for now, let's take a quick break. Adult Harder is fueled by Lagunitas. 
when I get ready for a job interview, <laughs> I throw back a couple of Lagunitas, get a little loose, right? Got to get mm-hmm. got to get that blood flowing yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, you know, get your brain in the right space. Yeah. And every time I've interviewed <laughs> in my adult life while drunk, while drunk, it's because I had Lagunitas and it's always gone so well. I end up getting the job. Lagunitas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bulletproof job interview. Lagunitas. Hey, how about this? Bring Lagunitas to the interview. Suddenly, it's not an interview. It's a party that you're throwing in their space. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're in like uh, like going for an interview like in events or, or something oh, like that. Or part of some sort of planning. Oh, man. Bring you, Lagunitas. It's better than anything sure. you put on your resume. You just, sure you just made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and Adult Hunter is also sponsored by Oats Overnight. I love oats overnight, especially right before a job interview <laughs> when I just drink an entire blender bottle worth of oats overnight. I feel like you're phoning this one in a little bit. No. And <laughs> and I just get so pumped, full of protein and energy that I can just answer every question so well that they're blown away. What are your three biggest strengths? Uh, I didn't have my oats overnight today. <laughs> <laughs> Which flavor of oats overnight do you think is the best flavor for job interview preparation? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the job and it okay. depends on the day and how okay. you're feeling. Uh, to me, like, you know, chocolate peanut banana feels like if you really want to get out there, just, it's a powerhouse kind of like, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm crazy. How about like a mattress salesperson? Uh, strawberries and cream. Okay. Yeah. Movie ticket taker. Uh, strawberries and cream. Okay. Street sweeper. <laughs> oh, apple cinnamon. College professor. All, all of them. All at the same time just get the get the get the variety pack yeah great <laughs> well fortunately for you just because you're trying to get a job out there we feel a little bad for you so we are going to give you <laughs> an opportunity to get 25 percent off any of your order from oats overnight just yeah. use our promo code adult 25 and you're going to get that discount and it's going to feel so nice take yourself over to oatsovernight.com use adult 25 save 25 percent off and get your ass ready for the interview because you breakfast like an adult All right, we are back, and we are joined in the studio by our good friend, Val. Val, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. You got it. Uh, now, we wanted to have you in because you do work in HR. Is that correct? I do. <laughs> for a very long time. How long? Uh, a little over 15 years. It is a long time. Yeah. I've barely been alive for 15 years. Oh, yeah, that's good. right. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm young and home. I'm spry. That's <laughs> great. Um, so then you have uh, a couple things that we're very interested in one a lot of knowledge for people right about how to get jobs and how to keep them Uh, and two probably some really good stories about uh, how and how very excited (laughs) so um, well today on this week's episode we're talking about the first step how to get a job so we've talked a little bit about you know the importance of internships and we talked mostly about resumes and interviews Um, so I guess let's start with the very beginning what I don't know if you know, I know that it depends based on position and based on company, all these things, but generally speaking, what makes a good job candidate? Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I think you you started that very correctly. So I'm a professional, like, you know, every, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mm. every industry is different, every level of position is different, so you know, there are going to be things that are the you of know, someone that is you know, interviewing for. Something in the food industry may it is not going to have the same uh, 
look and feel. So like I, I'm, I'm acknowledging that ahead of time <laughs> to make sure that uh, no one thinks that I, I'm saying all of these things for every single thing. But I mean, I think in generally in, in general terms, people who are positive is key. And I, I will also say that it is a lot of what I'm going to say is probably going to be like, oh, duh, I can Google this. <laughs> but at the same time, all of these things I've also seen time and time again and in various jobs that I've had in various companies. So like people who are positive that come into their interviews and are actually seeming like they want to be there versus like, oh, God. I'm How often does it interview. happen that you get someone coming in who just acts like they are just miserable to be sitting across from you? <laughs> you know, I... I've had it happen in in every place that I have been. It's amazing. And so it, it is. It is. Like, why are you here? Why did you answer this? Why did you agree to come in and meet with me if you were going to come in here and just be kind of a curmudgeon? But, you know, be positive, be engaged, communicate very clearly. I mean, this is your time to shine. And then people, that's why you've been called in. We want, we don't, I think generally as HR folks want to see you know, five cheerleaders come in for a position, but like you, you want to show that you're excited to be there. Like, sure. you know, I can guarantee you that most jobs get, you know, hun- like hundreds of resumes. And so if you actually beat down the door, then be excited about it. Um, where, where does, um, so I, I've done several interviews, right? Being on sort of the, the recruitment teams for different things like that, not at a corporate level. Um, where does, for you anyway, where does sense of humor come into this? Because to me, you know, when we, one of the biggest things that we always looked for was, you know, is this person going to be a good uh, culture yeah. fit, right? Yeah. And we all like to laugh and like to have fun, right. but also you want to make sure you're also still being professional. Where does that, how does that fit in? Where's that, what's the balance look like for you? Yeah, for me, I love it when people make me laugh during interviews because that shows to me that you're confident, that you are being your genuine self. Mm. You're not coming in and presenting a person who is not going to be the person that I hire. Um, I think that nine times out of 10, like, and even from my perspective, interviewing someone, if you know, within the first 10 minutes or so, I can tell if I can make a joke to someone right. and, you know, and kind of loosen them up. Like, because I mean, interviews are just conversations and people get so worked up about having to be so robotic and hmm. be so perfect that you're know, like, I want someone to come in and make me laugh. Like, I mean, I don't want, you know, to hear like, tasteless jokes from the fourth grade or whatever. What about but, you know, hilariously like, tasteless jokes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hilariously I, I, I will take, uh, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, again, like, good candidates are, you know, folks who really know what they've applied for. I can't tell you, uh, I mean, and you're laughing, but how many people I have phone screened and have actually said to me, I'm sorry, I've applied for a lot. Uh, oh. What job is this? Where are you from? Does that make you really feel like they're the right person for that specific job? Usually I just want to throw my phone across the room (laughs) at that point, but uh, it happens more time than you think. Um, You know, and doing your research, like being able to not just ask questions, but know who you are interviewing with. there, I remember a phone screen that I did not too long ago that I finished the conversation or finished my part of the, uh, 
conversation and said, hey, well, tell me what you know about us. You know, like, what even led you to uh, interviewing with us? And this gentleman's response was, well, you know, I don't know anything about you. I was hoping you could tell me. (laughs) (laughs) What really attracted me to your company is that you would pay me money. (laughs) (laughs) And I I totally, in one of, I guess, probably not my uh, best moments, I started to tell him. And then I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to cut this conversation off. Like, this is obviously not going to be a good fit for either of us. Like, you need to be able to present the best version of yourself. And I forget exactly what I said, but um, I just said this is obviously you're just looking for a job and you have no interest in working for us. And um, and then actually, hilariously, he called me two days later and told me I was the worst HR person he had ever encountered. <laughs> it's clearly your fault. Yeah. 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 It's my fault that you didn't know anything. I mean, a 60 second Google search yep. can give you five key things about a company. Sure. Like, right. n- talk about it. Right. And that's basically, I mean, that's to me, that's again, and I've spent time interviewing particularly interns or entry level candidates, but I mean, our interns, we would ask them that question, like, you know, what you know? What do you know about us? Why do you think? And and why do you think? Based on that, you would be a good fit for this for this company. That's like basic day one stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of brings up a different question too. From the perspective of the hiring company, what sort of things are deal breakers? Right? If one is you know not knowing anything about the company, not having a reason to actually want to work at that company, um, are there other things that companies are specifically looking for in general besides? interest <laughs> and besides obviously you know the capability to do the job is there anything that because we think we talk so much about and ryan and i at least do from um we talk when we talk about finding jobs it's with students right and they're talking yeah. they're very hyper focused on what they can bring to the company what is a company looking to have brought to them mm. that's syntax sure <laughs> uh, i think not to sound like I'm repeating myself, that that excitement coming in. I mean, like, yeah, there's an interest, but an excitement about doing that work, an excitement that is is going to be, I don't know, I, I want to say contagious, but you, you don't want to bring in one person that doesn't, that isn't going to be completely dedicated to the mission and then kind of tank the whole ship. So yeah. uh, someone that you can actually see working as a team or as a part of a team and, and actually wanting to collaborate with people versus coming in and saying like, nope, I'm going to save the day. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get to do all of this and be the shining star for, for this, that um, you want to be able to see your team and be able to put all of those puzzle pieces together and say, yes, this is going to, to work. I think that's a great point because you know when you're applying for a job, you're thinking of yourself as right. someone who work here. But it's right. interesting. We don't. I don't think we always think about it as from your end. You're trying to fit us into a bigger right. picture, right? Yeah, that's and, a good thing. And to keep in mind. I mean, I can think too. Um, we were interviewing for a finance position at my previous place of employment, and we were talking about the fact that working in the arts, that occasionally, you know, depending on the performance, you know, this performance may take a loss, um, and we may know that going in, and we may sort of build around that with the idea that you know. Uh, for the artistic integrity of the performance, that sort of thing, we have to be comfortable with the fact that we're taking a loss. And we said, how would you, as the finance person, you know, approach that situation? And they were like, no, I would say absolutely not. We're not, if we're taking a loss, we're not, we're not doing it. We don't, you know, very straightforward. And we were like, hmm, we even sort of set this up right. so that you would not <laughs> we say We told that. you we were going to do this. Right. <laughs> and they were completely straightforward about, nope, not possible. If we're taking a loss, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. And we were like, okay, not not a fit here perfectly fine move on you know and it's 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 weird when you 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 set people up for the for the answer even and they can't seem to manage to put it together yeah like i actually just screened someone a couple weeks back and said you know what um 
what are you looking for in your next job? And he's a hospitality major. And he said, well, I'm really looking to get out of the hospitality industry. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what to do with that. That So you would think that because you had already set that up, like I'm in the hospitality industry and this is, I, I want to continue yeah. in that. And then you're like, oh no. Like, <laughs> going back to what you said about just the personalities and such that, you know, if it's an individual or individual contributor type position, then, you know, that that fit still matters and like, but you want to, you know, see analytics or, you know, um, all of those, you know, buzzwords, attention to detail and like, I hate, like, I hate God, I hate corporate speak so much. Um, but you know, like you do, um, for, for those like individual type things like that, those things are important, but when you're looking at, you have a team of three or four people and you're trying to fill one role, like, you know, how do all of these have with how all of these people interact with one another, how is this person going to fit into that? Because I don't want to put this person in and then see these three people leave. So it's oh, that yeah. and trying to match the the strengths and opportunities of everyone to make it a good fit. Makes a lot of sense. So speaking of corporate speak, um, <laughs> I think we you know we've all seen job listings. Some yeah. of us more than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you see a when you're trying to apply for a job and you see the list of qualifications right and they're you know a lot of them are very boiler template style thing you know you go do this um we were talking about this earlier sometimes when you look at that you think i don't have all those qualifications i shouldn't apply do you think that when companies put these qualifications that they're tip on again i know it's a very broad question for a very sure. you know that's going to change but is it okay for someone who doesn't have all of those to apply if they have a good reason to think they will be able to get those under their belt on the job? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, my answer is yes. I think that you should never, you should never look at a job description in, or <clears throat> excuse me, a job posting and be able to use those bullet points as a check, a checklist mm. and be like, I can do all of that. So yes, that's the job that I should apply for. I believe that all of us as we're applying for jobs should be looking at things and maybe there's two or three that we don't mark off because like, why are you leaving your job then? Like you're, you have no growth opportunity uh, if you already know how to do everything. Now I know that <laughs> I'm sure that there's probably, if there are any HR people out there listening, that everyone's heads probably just exploded because, <laughs> um, you know, I have a very different viewpoint on that. Like I want to give people opportunities to be able to come into a role and maybe not have, you know, like they're like 75, 80% of the way there because, you know, as good employers, we want people to come on and train them and uh, teach them what they, they, they want to know and then let them go out into the world and flourish. Hopefully they'll stay with us for a while and, and use that knowledge that we've given them. But you know, I know that in the competitive market that we're in now, that that's not always the, the, the way. And with the way applicant tracking systems work, I think a lot of people get tossed out immediately because they don't have, you know, they like the, the requirements, they don't mark every box. Mm. And so people don't want to take a chance on them, which I think is unfortunate. Do you think that, I mean, if someone comes into a job where they can already do everything, I mean, is that person more likely to then leave when they find another opportunity that's more challenging to them? Absolutely. That's what it seems like. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely that I think that that increases exponentially when you hire someone that can just fit into the box. Like, hey, look at this. I've got 20 things on this on this job description and you can do every one of them. Go. That person is going to get bored within 6 months and then off they go. All right. Well, so we've been talking about 
primarily interviews and job descriptions and that th- sort of thing. Uh, we talked a little bit about in the early part of the show, sort of the resume do's and don'ts. Um, so let's maybe bounce back to that for a second. Any any major things kind of jump out of you that when you look at a resume, you think, oh, <laughs> should not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And how? Um, <laughs> pictures. Oh. I don't understand why people put pictures. Like actual photographs? Of actual photographs, headshots, Tinder profile <laughs> pictures. Get out of here. Really? I am not lying. Um, I don't understand it. I know that there could be industries that ask for it, but I really, if, if, the, indus- if the job posting does not ask for explicitly say, <laughs> please include a picture, just take it off. All right, let me ask you this, and maybe it'll lead to another conversation, but... Um, if let's say you're making a resume and you want to make it really creative and stand out. And so you format your resume to look like your Tinder profile <laughs> in that scenario. Photo. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Follow up question. Is so you that can a send good your idea? Resume out. <laughs> Tinder resume is going to happen. All right. It's gonna be a big thing. Uh, <laughs> trademark adult harder. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Our legal counsel here. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. So, okay, photos, no. Um, definitely not photos. I, I get more resumes with photos, which just is amazing to me. Um, it's astonishing. It is. You know, yeah. thinking um, hobbies, song lyrics, Bible verses, um, all of those, I'm sure, mean a lot to folks. But, again, unless it, it explicitly pertains to the job or is asked for, don't do it. Somebody actually quoted Dave Matthews on their resume to me, and I about burned it. Um, well, which quote was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tells the whole story right there. Right. Right. Um, and I know my wife is listening, so she will hit me when I get home because I actually do like Dave Matthews. So she'll be like, you just, nah, no. Um, uh, you know, personal information really shouldn't be on there. Um, you know, unless, again, if it's something that is uh, a, what they call a bona fide occupational qualification. The good example is if you apply to be a teacher at a Catholic school, they actually can ask you if you're Catholic, so, and that's okay. I can, can confirm. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, if you're applying for that specific job, something like that is okay, but leaving off your date of birth, um, and all of these things, again, I will say, I have seen over my time that people just continue to put on their resumes. It's funny, now that you that mentioned I okay. forgot about this, but when I was at uh, Ticketmaster doing internships and things, uh, a lot of people put their date of birth on there. Yeah. And I always thought that was so... Strange. In cover letters, they'll start right. it off. I'm a 24 year old sophomore, and they'll be like, "Wait, what? I don't, I don't need to know any of that." Plus, right. next like, year you're gonna have to update that, and that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> to mention, I mean, you know, if anyone really wants to know your age, which I understand, it's like not a thing to ask, whatever. But like, you could probably figure that out just by looking yeah. at the resume and going, "Oh, you graduated from college in this year." Uh, you probably, yeah, you yeah. can probably make a couple guesses. I mean, it might not be right every time. But. Yeah. Also, um, how many jobs have you ever been in charge of finding people for? Where uh, age was a requisite. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Interesting. There it is. Right. But I, I think uh, the most important uh, point that I could make on that is like, and I know this is, again, going to sound funny, but lying lying on your resume is always going to get you in trouble. This is the first opportunity oh. that you get to... <laughs> make an impression on an employer and if you're going to embellish your experience you best damn well be able to back it up once you get into an interview because i've had 
I've interviewed candidates that I've asked them specific questions about, well, tell me what you did with this. And then there's the, oh, well, uh, and then like they start trying to (laughs) bullshit me. And I'm like, well, I obviously know now that this is not true. So you're saying if you're going to lie, lie really well. Like be prepared to really really lie. Like go for it. (laughs) I'm going to explode now that I've said that. But yeah, it's like, uh, but it's, it's, it's not, you're going to get yourself into trouble if you embellish way too much. Like, a good example of a former employee of mine was with us for six weeks and she just went MIA and then put on her resume that she worked for us for six months. So then when (laughs) they, um, because who wants to put that they only work somewhere for six weeks? Um, And so when they called to do the employment verification, I was like, (laughs) no, (laughs) like she was here for six weeks. So again, like it's, it's always going to come back to bite you in the ass. So just tell the truth. Yeah. I got to really beef up on my uh, PHP skills because that's probably, (laughs) hopefully no one asks. Oh no. (laughs) Um, So uh, we're talking about resumes, interviews. Um, You'd said earlier that one of the things you look for is someone who's really engaged in the interview process when they're sitting down. So do you have any, stories you want to share examples that you are able to share I don't want to put you in any awkward position here um, about someone a time someone was not engaged and you know as part of that we're kind of looking for too what can people do to prepare well for an interview and how have people not prepared well for the interview in the <laughs> yeah. past let's take the negative and turn it into a positive yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know I think preparing for the interview like knowing the job description inside and out uh there's nothing worse than being in an interview and saying or asking a candidate, you know, tell me about when you've had to deal with, you know, whatever the situation is. And then they say, oh, well, I didn't know that that would be something that I would be doing. <laughs> like, well, it's in the job description. Um, <laughs> you know, like knowing that back and forth that way and, and really thinking about your experience and how that relates to the job description uh, is, is super key because you want to be able to show that company how you're going to be able to help them in those situations. Like those when employers are looking for an employee, they they are looking for a need, they are looking to solve something. So you need to be in that room, ready to talk about how you're gonna be able to help them. Uh, And also really learning as much as you can about the company um, and having really great questions prepared. Uh, In terms of (laughs) funny stories, uh, it always cracks me up when um, somebody actually I get it. We all have cell phones and they're going to go off. Um, and it's happened to me. Even HR people screw up too. Um, that, uh, but when someone leans over and goes, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they reaches in their bag to turn their phone off. But then they look at it and say, Oh, actually I have to go take this. Oh, like, are you kidding? <laughs> That's happened numerous times. Um, I think, uh, for me, just because I do talk a lot and I want to get as much information out of people as I can, I feel like uh, I, I've had a I've had a lot of awkward moments where I ask a question and somebody will answer with like you know five or six words and then they mm-hmm. just stop and I'm like oh my god there's so much dead air well, I don't know what to do um, you know so in being uh, I think being your best self in the interview which I know sounds completely cheesy but. The person, the person that you put off in that interview, that that's we as HR people want to see who you are. We don't want to see some uh, fake persona. And then we hire someone, and we're like, "Who is this? Where did this person come from?" Let me ask you this. So I did, I did something. (laughs) This is something I actually did, and I and I'm gonna. 
figure out now if it was a good idea or not. Um, <laughs> so I knew who I was interviewing with, right? So they sent me a list of the of the folks that I would be interviewing with. It was sort of a roundtable interview, right? So it wasn't just HR. It was it was several of the the people that already worked there, right? So I did research on every person that I'd be interviewing with, and I and I tried to figure out a little bit of background about them and what they have done and, and their areas of interest. So that when I came to the interview, if there was an opportunity to sort of work it in and say, you know, oh yeah, by the way, you know, I know that you did this and I'm really good at this and sort of tying it into, um, you know, their background. Is that weird? Because <laughs> when, a stalker I, when I say point? it out loud, it feels weird. Uh, in the moment, it seemed fine. But now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm not <laughs> sure anymore. I think it's fine. Actually, a, an interview that I went on not too long ago, uh, you know, thanks to Facebook and LinkedIn and everything that yeah. because I was in the same situation. I knew they, they had given me a list of everyone. And so I did that and I found out that two of the people were from Texas. So okay. I was like, already, I already got the end. I can shoot the shit about what, you know, A&M and, and, and everything. Hook, hook them horns. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, I did it. That's a, thing you, that's a thing people yeah. say. Yeah. Um, Good. And... I don't think it's weird because I almost feel like there there have been certain circles that I've been in that almost seem like they expect that mm. because everything is so public, nothing is a secret anymore. And so I feel like that there I have heard the argument that that actually means that people really did their research mm. and that it's impressive that you went the extra mile to actually learn that much more. I love that you know what my backyard and... looks like. That's really <laughs> right. great. How do you know my dog's really name? Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I yeah. got that job, so it's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> so we're um, I had one more question that I thought of yeah. that has always bothered me a bit as someone who has, you know, in the past been looking for jobs. Do you ask people during interviews what their like biggest strengths are? Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> Surely you know people who do this during yeah. who ask that question. It's just that I work so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it that when that when someone asks that question, what do you think they're looking for there? Because mm. it seems like I'm not going to tell you bad things. Right. Right. What's the point of that question? It, but it also at the same <laughs> sorry, not to, but at the sort of the flip side of of what are your biggest weaknesses? And that's actually what I was yeah. referencing is when someone's gets asked that question yeah. and then they say, well, that's just you know, I just, I take my work home. I just work so hard. Yeah. And I feel like these questions are designed just right. to make everyone very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're kind of onto something that I, I'm not so much <laughs> like the uncomfortable, but I also, I think it's a way to determine your, your confidence level. I think that if you're able to just be assertive and just say, yeah, you know what? I do this really, really well, or I am really awful at that, at, the, at, at any number of things. I think that that gives the employer an insight into whether or not you're gonna be like, oh my God, but I just work so hard all the time <laughs> and I'm a perfectionist. And oh. like, I mean, I think that if you are able to answer that question confidently that just shows that you know who you are and you you're able to just come into an environment and be if that makes sense it does make sense i hate that question it's a terrible question yeah, the worst my greatest strength yeah very tall <laughs> it's true yeah i know also your greatest, we your greatest weakness very tall <laughs> All right, well, Val, we're not going to let you go yet because, as you know, we're going to bring you back for the second part of this episode where we're going to talk about how to be a good coworker. 
Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I was happy to be here. Thanks. And like we said, stick around next week. We'll be back with part two of this episode about how to not get fired, maybe. Yeah, it seems yeah, like, fine. Hey, yeah, find us great. on the old social media there at Adult Harder Show on all the places where people do social media. And if you're on listening on an Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, if you feel so moved by the spirit, give us uh, give us maybe a five-star rating. That'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Special thanks to Stephen Luna for writing our theme music. Just very talented. And our associate producer, Emily C. Period. Period. <laughs> Not messing with that one anymore. Nope. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again next week for part two. Media Empire Media.